Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? I want to welcome you to another brand new episode of the incredible Behind the Baller podcast. We are number one in 17 countries. That's no cap. Professional podcasting twice a week. We drop bombs every Monday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. By the way, if you did not know, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Also known to many as the Korean Liam Neeson, the Korean Charles Bronson, the Asian Adam Sandler, Mr. Bad Back, the K-Town Hustler, and of course, the original Cat Dick One. Rest in peace to my boy, Jonas Bavakwa. Yo, 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 what's good, BTB Army? No, 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 you you didn't hear what is really, really good, BTB Army. I hope you guys are having a great week. We are almost there. We are almost there. It is almost the weekend, guys. If you didn't know, this show is produced by none other than the podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers. That's Miles Davis. That's Jordan Winter. The theme song for this show is done by Illegal Cartel, although we played it on Monday. We don't play it on Thursdays usually. You know, um, that's Illegal Cartel with a K, by the way. And all original music for the Behind the Baller podcast. All this music you hear in the background, everything else for this show is produced and created by Lakey, a.k.a. Lakey Inspires. I call him Lakey Lake. That's my nickname. All right. But look, fuck what we're talking about today. Let's just get right into it. So I am officially one week into this intermittent fasting, um, and uh, I'm down five pounds. Right? Some people are like, oh, whatever, boom. Some people, that's a big deal for me. It's, and you know, but I feel different. Five real pounds, though, and I'll break that down in a second. You know, I wake up not feeling weird. I don't wake up and be like, oh shit, I feel crazy, whatever. And that's what's wild, you know, because I fuck around and have. You know, some Pocari sweat at 1 a.m. Might have a Jolly Rancher at fucking 1 a.m. or 12, whatever, boom. Brush my teeth and all, it doesn't matter. The whole issue, the whole thing with intermittent fasting is you're giving your body a break from insulin. So when you fast for that long, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's a different thing. Like as I'm recording this right now, my stomach is just, it feels flatter. I definitely shut off some of the bullshit. And as weeks come, I know it's going to drop. Like a, I, I mean, I'm expecting it to, but I, I feel better regardless. All right, this is something I want to do for as long as I can, you know, hopefully for 10 years at least, maybe even longer, because it's helped my digestion. Like, no bullshit. I know that I was forcing in the morning, have my coffee to try to take a shit, and I don't need to do that. But it has helped my stomach tremendously, you know. And this ain't like some get skinny quick diet. I'm not, that wasn't what it was. I was like, yo, it was just, my wife kind of did it low key, you know, um, for the last year, you know, but if if like she eats dinner at 8.30, blah, blah, or at nine o'clock, she'll still do that if she wants to have this. In the morning, sometimes she, you know, she still has her coffee, might have a little bit of milk in there. I'm not fucking around at all. I really want it to be like, let me just like shock my body and get this shit serious. You know, the good thing about intermittent fasting is when the weight comes off, it's like off for real. 
you know, unlike doing the Atkins diet. You do the Atkins diet, right? And you do like no carbs or whatever, no sugar. As soon as you fuck up, you have a small order of fries. That shit comes back double fast. All the water weight comes back faster. It's just, you know, I eat carbs still. I still drink a motherfucking Coke, right? Still have my coffee and cream in the midday. Now I just don't have it in the morning, okay? I do all that shit. I'll still have French fries, have my sandwiches, have whatever, you know, bread and all that stuff. I just don't eat before 12 p.m. And I don't eat after 8 p.m. So, you know, as soon as I master this, and that's hopefully by, you know, May, right? That'll be two months in. Hopefully I'm down my 20 that I want to get to. I'm going to try to do 6 and 18. Because right now I'm doing 8 and 16, right? Eight hours eating. Where I have the window to eat, then 16 hours of fasting. I want to do six hours of eating and 18 hours of fasting. So that would be like, you know, I would start eating at 1 p.m. and stop eating at 7 p.m. And that fast from 7 p.m. to 1 p.m., that shit cuts you down. It cuts your shit even tighter. So just letting you guys know, I know a few people have reached out to me like, hey, man, is this really, I mean, from the people I've seen, it's not like some mystery. Anyone who's actually followed it, it has worked. There's other diets may not work. This has always worked, no matter what. So I'm excited. But at the same time, I do have, you know, my cardio. I still play golf. I do hit a lot of balls during the fucking week. I do my little light shit here and there. I do my walks. And um, I'm not going to the gym and doing all that extra stuff right now. Look, when I get some fucking more time, you know, cool. I should have a gym in my fucking house. We have a Peloton here or whatever, but just saying. Now, pivot. Car lovers. I don't get to talk about cars that much on here, even though I, that's like a fucking expertise of mine. Ferrari has an SUV coming, and I've been excited for it. You know, I haven't fucking put myself on a waiting list for it. And let me say something right now. Ferrari has failed the car community. They have failed us. They failed bad, right? There are some renders that came out like a year ago, and they were terrible. It's fucking atrocious. It's like, like, whatever. And then there was like some spy shots. You're kind of like, okay, whatever. But then just last week, the actual shots of the fucking long-weighted Ferrari SUV came out. And they were fucking spot on with the renderings. And it's just, the car gods are throwing up right now. They are literally punching themselves in the genitalia. Like, first off, the name of the new Ferrari SUV, bro, the Pura Sangue? I don't even know what it means. And I don't care. I don't care if it means fucking, you know, Italian cock right into the, you know, the pussy. I don't care if it means cock diesel. I don't care if it means the baddest motherfucker in the world. I'm sure there has to be some horse reference. It's just the way things are. Just like Lamborghini with the fucking, you know, they have these bull references. Puro sangue or puro sang. Dog. Nobody want to say that shit. Hey, yo, dog, what you got? Oh, I got that Ferrari puro sang. Puro sangue. Don't nobody want to say that shit? Bro, GTC4 Luso was already a bad name. But I was like, you know, you kind of like, oh, what, you got the Luso? Oh, you got the GTC4, whatever. You can kind of, that's a bad name. But Puro Sang, a fucking nine-letter name for an exotic car, bro? That shit is just, man, 
And I'm going to keep it a buck. You know, I'm sure there'll be some money and people would ever be gassed and all this shit, but I'm, I'm good, bro. I don't want that car. That shit is not. I was kind of, you know, partial on the Lamborghini, but it can't, I fuck with it. You know, I know it's an Audi Q8, but it's still cool. You know, this just, this ain't it. That fucking Urus was a hit. This, bro, I don't know what's going on, man. You know, I'm sure the interior is nice inside, right? But the car looks like fucking, it looks like a Kia. Like, stop. Okay. Speaking of Kia, and I don't mean Kia, I'm talking about just Korean cars, right? For those of you who don't know, if you go to Korea, you're not going to see anything but Hyundais, right? And you're going to see like the ones that they don't have here. Like their S-Class version of Hyundai is really nice. It is a nice car. I just, when I have it, no, I'm good. There's more options here. But my neighbor just got this deep silver Hyundai Ioniq, Ioniq 5. He got the limited version, which is like the highest end one. It's a fully electric car, right? I don't know if it's Hyundai's first EV car, but this shit is lit. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm I'm gonna come all the way clean. I was like, what the fuck is that? That motherfucker look hard. The way it sits, the way the wheels look, the way the rear, the front, that motherfucker inside, outside, it is right. All right? And for the first time, Hyundai has a car in America that is actually going for ten to twenty thousand over sticker, mind you. There's not a lot of states that have this car. I forgot what it was, but it was like maybe thirteen states or something have it. But like, are, are you fucking kidding me? A uh, Hyundai is be, they're asking seventy to seventy five k for these cars. Like, shit, good for them. Again, it is a very slick looking car, very futuristic. The interior is really nice. The electronics that are in it are dope, a lot of cool features. And I know on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, I said I might get one, but to be honest, even if I get one at sticker, like 56,000 for a fully loaded joint, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, I'd get one before I got a, a Model Y, right? Tesla. I'm just bored. You know, I am shopping for a new toy, but that ain't it. I, maybe, I don't know. You know, I actually want to get a brand new minivan. The motherfuckers, you know, and get a whole new shit and get back into van culture and all that stuff. I don't know, because we, we really do need a new seven-seater. Like something just, but something family low-key, just like, I don't know, man, the Escalade's so fucking big. But sidebar, I went to Pro Italia. It's a motorcycle dealership. Like they do all the exotic Italian bikes, right? In Glendale. Okay, it's like North Glendale. It's like damn near Montrose. Um, so many motherfuckers who ain't from here probably have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, but that's okay. But I went a couple days ago just because I was like, yo, um, you know, I got some business out there that I do out, out by Montrose. And I want to check out Ducati's. Just really was itching about bikes again. I was like, yo, man. And more so because I was like, yo, dog, I want to use my carbon fiber helmet. You know, I got a badass. I still got a badass motorcycle jacket. Kind of was like, yo, boom. I know my wife would be like, fuck it. I could convince her and just get one, make her mad, whatever, boom, and just be safe. And even though, you know, they are dangerous as fuck, I just wanted to go in there and check out, you know, um, the Panigale or the Pangale, whatever. Yo, even motorcycles are going for over sticker. Like there's a premium on bikes now. Shit is really insane, right? So I checked out the Pangale, whatever, the Panigale um, S. Which, you know, back in the day, there was a 999, then there was a fucking 1199, that there was this, this, they kept changing it to 899. They've, they've basically, the thing that I love about Ducati is 
they've lowered their prices to be more competitive with the Japanese bike market, right? And the whole thing that started was, I saw an ad pop up my phone for the new 2022 Hayabusa, which was like, you know, the dopest fucking, you know, monster street bike there was. And I had one and um, we did an LRG collab that we did with Suzuki. It was crazy. And I was like, ah, man, this, they like really, it's evolved so little since 2004 or even 1999 when it first came out. I was just like, eh. So anyways, the Pangali S, which is like the S is like their limited version, right? Then there's an R, which is their super limited track bike. And the S is like $24,000, you know, with just the way it is. They don't really have a lot of options with bikes. They just, they come in different colors. And this motherfucker was like, yo, we're asking 35, but you know, we'll take 30 because it's you. And I was like, what, bro? fuck are you talking about there's even a used one that they wanted like 28 for it was like 2020 and i was like bro if you don't fucking go and head and eat the peanuts out of my shit and this is what i'm getting at because again you know we talk about business we talk about lifestyle the car game is fucked up right watch game i don't know man tracks had something that kind of made sense but at the same time it's a type of different thing right it's a lot easier to hold watches. You could have fucking 200 watches. They're not going to occupy that much space. Cars, different story, okay? There are over 350 new body G-Wagons on the market for sale right now in the USA, all right? And all of them are going for at least 50,000 over sticker and up to 100,000 or more over sticker, all right? People thought it was going to be like, oh man, it's fucking so hard to get. Boom. When you look at a car that's priced at the $200,000 or $300,000 range and you see that many listings, you know how crazy, look, to see 40 listed is insane for a certain car, whether it be a fucking Ferrari, Lamborghini or anything. These, these are exotic car prices now. For there to be over several hundred or over a couple hundred all marked up premium. I don't give a fuck what happened with these cars and the chips and all that bullshit. Like, there's no shortage of cars. If you want one badly, then okay, go ahead. Pay the overage, which is dumb as fuck. Guys, people are broke out here. People are broke as fuck. Gas is $7 a gallon on the west side of LA. It is definitely every single place by my house and all through the main areas of LA. L.A. City. I went. Are you from L.A.? Yeah, dog. What part? Oh, I'm from La Puente. Well, I'm from Fontana. You know what I'm saying? Are you from Long? No, you're not from. Dog, you're not from L.A. Okay, talking about L.A. City is all over six dollars. I don't even know a person that puts eighty-seven in their car. That ain't no flex or anything. I'm talking about regular ass people. I don't know people who you know because even if you had a motherfucking a Hyundai, you know that was not electric, I'd still put fucking ninety-one in that bitch. 91 is the best that they fucking offer here as far as at the pump. I mean, there is race gas. We're not going to get into all that shit. Gas is $7, close to $8 in Beverly Hills. Okay. Look, all this nonsense with this car shit is going to come to an end. And it's going to get fucking ugly. That rug pull in the car industry is going to be fucking awful for all those people that were holding, trying to fucking, you know, to make money. Because they don't really got that kind of money to hold on to. 
They're just like, look, let me flex a little bit. Let me see if I can sell it. I'll try it again. Boom. You know, it's like the dude who's slipping shoes who really doesn't have the extra $600 or $400 to spend on shoes, but they will because they think they can make, you know, two dollars $300 on. And if they have to hold on it, fuck, they get desperate. What do they do? They just, you know, sell it for the whole shoe game is fucked up. This is on a different level. All right. Our economy is in absolute shambles right now. There's a war going on, which makes it even worse. And people are still playing that cap lifestyle game. You know, all for the gram too. That shit blows my mind, right? Meanwhile, these people who got their G-Wagons and Cullinans and, sorry, Cullinans and Eurus's like listed on cars.com or anywhere, fucking Auto Trader, all the car places. Most of these people that I see, they're driving them. Now, if you list an exotic car, a McLaren or a Rari, and you take it to a dealership, no motherfuckers ain't driving that bitch. Ain't no test drives with these cars. That's the way the shit is. I know some people who never owned an exotic car. You think you get to drive that shit? Maybe if you have a homie who's going to let you drive it. Ain't nobody letting you drive that shit at the dealership. Even when I go in and buy a million dollar car, they might, because I've owned fucking 40 fucking exotic cars, but they ain't no test drives for a new person or whatever. But these people who are doing these private party listings or whatever, putting out there, a lot of these people are driving the cars daily because they need to get from point A to point B and they're, they're using it. Just again, like look as if, oh, it ain't nothing, whatever. But no, that's fucking a lot for them. That car note is killing them low key, right? So while the car's for sale, they're driving it, putting miles on it. And the cardinal rule when selling a nice car is to not ever put even 100 miles on the odometer, okay? And look, I'm seeing fucking Eurus's G-Wagons with 20,000 miles asking for stupid money. Now, I'm sure these cars look clean here and there, but look, after a certain point, I drive my shit, right? But at the same time, I personally haven't owned a car with over 6,000 miles on it in 10 years. Now, if this is a car that's new for me, like if I'm gonna buy a car that's like, a 2020 or newer, I'm not buying a car with over 3,000 miles on it. Okay? Now, as far as like an older car, if it's a vintage car, used car, whatever, boom, I just finally accepted the fact if a car is like 20 years old, I might accept 15 up to 20,000 miles, right? And it has to be obviously all the maintenance records and everything. But again, there are a lot of rich folks out there in the world, but trust me, a lot of the ones that are driving these cars are doing scams and all kinds of shit to keep up with the guys who really have paper, right? They ain't putting wheels on the car. They're not wrapping the car. They're not doing all this shit. These hustlers out here, they're out here battling, trying to look rich, right? Every single day <laughs> to pay that car note and do all these other hustles and try to use that car to scam other people, impress bitches, whatever the fuck it is. And then when those cars get repoed, it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever, you know what I'm saying, and try to figure shit out. The only problem is that game worked, you know, up to about maybe two, three years ago before the pandemic started, you know, because what's crazy now is the banks, then they're not fucking around. Trying to get approved for a car loan today is tough, okay? It's getting tougher every day. And trust me, remember, I got mad cars and it's still tough on me. 
So again, when that rug gets pulled for real, which I think is going to happen by 2023, you're just going to see all hell break loose. Because that means more desperation is going to happen. More people who, you know, because there's no EDD money anywhere. That's why you think there's so many fucking robberies going on in fucking, you know, in the hoods in LA, Chicago, wherever. They ain't got the money anymore. And the motherfuckers are stupid because what are they doing? They're fucking going to buy Louis Vuitton all the stupid ass shit with it. Okay? But again, if your credit's fucked up, your whole life going to be fucked up. So, look, I don't know, man. That shit is just a weird thing. There's repos going all over the place. And, and, you know, just nice cars, you know, other cars. People are just trying to get from work to home, right? Motherfuckers ain't staying home no more. People are outside now. And all this crazy shit that's going on, it ain't, I'm, look, I'm not about, oh, you know, fuck the police to fund the police and all that. Look, I don't fuck with cops like that. But look, I respect the law. I'm not about to go break the law. I don't like being fucked with for doing stupid, just doing regular shit by dumbass cops that, are, you, know, they, you know, have no idea. Like that shit with the fucking director of Black Panther that got arrested for trying to take fucking $12,000 cash out of his own fucking bank. You know how embarrassing that shit is? Anyways, I hope they bring the laws back to where they're going to give motherfuckers running back numbers, right? 23, 34, you know, give real years because we're living in backwards times. It's stupid as fuck. It's just wild as shit. Everything is fucking going up. I just, look, I don't do a lot of trading in commodities, but I'm a fucking jeweler. So I've always paid attention to gold, silver, metals, okay? In the last 20 years, I have never seen metal prices like where they are now, okay? I'm not joking you. A fucking nickel. Yeah, like, you know, dig into your pockets. You got a nickel? Yes, five cent coin. A five cent coin, a nickel, is worth nine cents today. Do you know how fucking insane that is? Every time you spend a nickel, you're losing money, okay? And I know all we hear lately is inflation this, inflation that. And what we don't see or hear are wages going up, right? I know there's talks about minimum wage here and there, but it's not like the same, okay? So what does that mean? Don't spend your money. Save your money. I know it's tough, but I'm saying, motherfuckers got EDD. You already seen what happens. Motherfuckers spent $2,000 on crypto when the first EDD checks came out. There's four or five cryptocurrencies that have made them fucking close to six figures off that. Okay, if you got it, I ain't talking about that. If you got it, cool, man. If you want to splurge here and then you want to reward yourself with something cool, I'm just talking about unnecessary nonsense shit. I'm talking about the motherfuckers who are out there trying to catch a rare collab shoe or pay, you know, whatever, and then try to flip it. Like, just, Doc, look, man, if it ain't for you, it ain't for you, man. People are playing the wrong game. Now, any message that I share with you guys here on this podcast about work, saving, spending, investing, this is firsthand legit knowledge from me. Real knowledge, Okay from a legit grind, from a real hustler who ain't never stole and lied to nobody, okay? I came from a lower middle class family, and I say lower middle class by the time I was a kid, right? Before that, my sister and brother, they, my family lived way below the poverty line. The whole shit, four people in a one bedroom, 
you know, lived my mom lived in the garage pretty much. Before all that, I came from a very hardworking mom who sold dresses, a whole lot of them, right? And then a dad who never made a decent salary, was just very happy being a professor at a prestigious university and having a PhD that my mom financed all that shit from hard work while running it up on my mom's tab. You know what I'm saying? And look, what I'm trying to say is nobody could ever come to me about being tone deaf. Even if it sounds like something, nah, fuck out of here. You can't come with no smoke for me, right? And why am I even talking about this? Sometimes you can send a message to followers, to whatever people. There's people out there all day fucking capping and shit, whatever. But there's people out there that are sending a message that could be right as fuck, right? Not as simple as two plus two equals four, but they're out there preaching something, talking about something. And the message they're saying, the overall sentiment and the message is right, okay? The only problem is the sender isn't, right? So if the sender isn't, and the sender is, is sent, like if the devil was preaching about fucking being a virgin, all of the great, like, if you don't get the fuck out of here, that shit becomes void. And what I'm trying to get to is Kim K is in some trouble and it came across my, I saw it on my phone like a few days ago, whatever, but she's talking, you know, about working hard and shit and everything. And she's like, yo, people don't want to work anymore. You know what? If you want to be successful, you need to get up off your ass and work. You know, don't come with no excuses, blah, blah, whatever. And look, I know she actually worked. And she, and you know, I, I mean, she hustled, you know what I'm saying? She did a little, her little styling jobs and other stuff, whatever. And I remember, look, I've known Kim a long time, right? She has mastered her hustle. But that's also with the help of the fucking genius marketing from her mom, right? But the issue is, Kim K saying all that, she never lived in her lifetime did she ever live under a roof of a non-millionaire or non-mansion, right? So again, it's the right message. But yeah, you know, it sucks. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just coming from the wrong person, you know, and it's just a different thing. And you know, she's fucking with her family. You know, there's, there's a couple Bs, you know what I mean? And, and net worth, She's crazy. I'm not going to talk about, you know, the tape and all the other shit, nothing else. It's just different. And again, Rob is my good, good friend. Her brother, I respect what her dad did. Her dad is a different person. If her dad was alive today, I don't know if I ever talked about this. If Robert Kardashian was alive today, there'd have been no motherfucking reality show. There'd have been none of that. It'd have just been, you know, you know, we got it good enough. Now, again, it's genius what they did, boom. But it's different. When your dad and your mom had bread and also lived in upper level social circles, you rubbing, you know what I'm saying? You born and brought you being fucking groomed to live a certain way. You know, it's just different. And, you know, look, not only has she not ever missed a meal, she ate extremely lavish, right? And again, this is not a shot at Kim. Fuck with Kim, right? She's giving us a shout out on the pod, right? I'm just strictly pointing out what people are saying about her in regards to, you know, her comments about work ethic. That's it. I was going to talk about this dude that I know, man. I was going to just, I wrote this note down about this dude, Dave, that I know is just fucking drives me nuts. I hate people that talk about shit 
that they have no idea. Now, in sports, I get it, but like when it comes to like real life experiences and they just sit there with these fucking shit, man. Anyway, look, you know what? I'm at that point right now where I'm getting, I just want to give up all, a lot of my clothes again. Couldn't even get that out of my fucking mouth. I want to give away a ton of clothes again because I don't want to wash clothes anymore. I don't want to have them washed or have them fold them. I don't even want to fucking look at them anymore, right? I know some first world issues, right? The only thing is I share the wealth. In fact, I just gave a BTB Army listener over $5,000 in clothes last month, okay? And yes, I got a housekeeper. She folds and washes my clothes, right? But for a long time, I never let anybody wash my clothes, because I was real particular about how I wanted my garments washed. But I gave up on that shit years ago. Like, I don't give a fuck. All I'm saying is every week someone's sending me some shit or some stuff. And I try to rep people's stuff. You know, once in a while, Jordan, give them an address. And, you know, it's the BTB uh, mailing address. And I'll rock shit, try to help people out, especially small brands. I love helping them out. But my closet and my dressers keep getting filled with more shit. And I already have enough. And it's wild. It, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I want it gone. You know, a lot of the regular excess stuff that's not like, you know, like big brands, like some young kids putting out some t-shirts and hoodies. I give that to homeless people after I rock it, right? There's some homeless folks that live under the freeway, by my crib. You know, they're out there struggling. We're in Hollywood, right? And um, my neighbors, they get upset. Sometimes they see me like, hey, did you get out of your car and give some people some shoot? Get the fuck out of here. Don't worry about the fuck I'm doing. They're like, oh, well, you're contributing to the laziness. and Bro, shut the fuck up, okay? I read this article on homeless people, and the number one item for California homeless people that is the most in need is socks. So I give 30, 40 pairs of stand socks away to homeless all the time. New, used, whatever. Give away shoes when I can. But yeah, um... Let's get in a few ads. I didn't even think this was going to be that long. I was really trying to just do a fucking 30-minute show today. But fuck. Um, we got an ad coming up from my bookie, a special one. Yo, Miles. Yeah, you already know what to do, bro. All right, we'll be right back, y'all. March is here, and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Predict winners in each round of the MyBookie Bracket Contest for a chance to win a Bitcoin, a Doodle NFT, and over $100,000 more in cash prizes. Whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for a player and game props, MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today with MyBookie and use promo code BENBALLER to make your first deposit earning a free entry into the My Bracket contest. Selections for the bracket will officially begin on March 13th and close on March 17th at 12 p.m. So make sure you get your deposit in now. Use promo code BENBALLER to secure that free entry. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. 93% of your life is spent indoors. But so many of our favorite moments are outdoors. Outer is the new outdoor furniture company designed to get you outdoors more. Outdoors makes the world's most beautiful, comfortable, innovative, and high-quality outdoor furniture. All from sustainable materials and is the only outdoor furniture 
with a patented built-in cover to make protecting it effortless. From teak chairs to fire pit tables, everything Outer makes has the look and feel of what you'd expect at a five-star resort, but for less than you'd pay at a big box store or something that won't last. Outer's better in every way because they've spent years perfecting outdoor products. Over 1,000 neighborhood showrooms across the country to see the outer difference in person. And triple memory foam cushions that are comfier than most indoor sofas. Outer's patented built-in outer shell covers protect your furniture from rain and dew. My fire pit and backyard set is on the way as we speak after checking out Outer's virtual showroom. Outer furniture comes with best-in-class warranties like 10 years for their chic aluminum line and a two-week trial with free returns. See the difference at liveouter.com slash baller. Plus, for a limited time, get $300 off and free shipping. This is Outer's best offer anywhere, only available to podcast listeners and only for a limited time. Get $300 off and free shipping at liveouter.com slash baller. That's liveouter.com slash baller. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? I'm all about self-care and making my family right physically and especially mentally. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for your haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Therapy is most important. I enjoy BetterHelp because there's always someone for me to talk to when I need it. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Baller listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash baller. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash baller. You know what's ironic, man? What's crazy is um, you obviously know I promote for my bookie often, right? I have a deal with them, obviously. Podcast, social media, the whole nine. I use the website, mybookie.ag, okay? And I know I'm not an NFL, I'm not a pro athlete, but even ESPN promotes betting sites. You see fantasy sites, you see shit. There's so much sports gambling that is promoted all through sports channels and everything, okay? And I get it. If you play pro sports, you shouldn't bet on the same sport you play. I saw that Pete Rose shit go down and it's crazy. But also, if you aren't hurting anyone, especially a team, like, y'all gotta figure out some different shit. I'm sorry, the league, especially the NFL, needs to figure out different punishments in regards to that. Because, look, I get it. Owners, they're all billionaires. Ain't no NFL team that doesn't, that owner that's not a billionaire. 
Every single one is a billionaire and they don't like their shit to be fucked with, whatever. It's like, man, when you got so much, again, man, you know, it's like, dog, you went, it, it, what's the, what the greed? But again, the punishment is crazy. There have been, I can't count how many times I've seen a pro athlete beat up their girl, their wife, beat somebody the fuck up, domestic violence, charges against somebody. And what happens? They get suspended for a few games. I think the most I've ever seen is maybe like five or six, you know, games. They get fined. But like some shit, like smoking some weed, like Josh Gordon, and he lost five seasons of his fucking career off that? Yo, this motherfucker Calvin Ridley bet on some games on a parlay, $1,500. And now he's going to fucking, he's going to lose his entire $11 million paycheck for an entire season. Yes, fucking stupid as fuck. Everyone wants to comment here. It is, it was dumb. It wasn't just dumb because it was sports shit, but it's like, bro, you're making $11 million a year. Why are you even gambling on sports, right? Now, so I'm like, yo, Ben, you do it. I don't play in that game. I would, you know, if there was like something where like I was making millions in Vegas, you would never fucking see me playing card games anywhere in the fucking world or dice or anything. I know it doesn't, doesn't correlate, but I'm just saying. Ever since I began to make real money, like millions, you know, yearly, look, as far as betting on games, I've been doing it since I was in high school, okay? I do it at a leisure ever since I started making real money. And what I've been doing is I set aside $25,000. That's for the entire year. That is the max. If I lose 25K, I'm under 25K, I don't go back, right? If it goes below 25K, I stop. This is the only issue with that rule. I've been doing it since 2013. I'm around a 68% winner since 2013. So I've never, ever lost the 25,000, okay? I've never, ever actually went under at all, right? I just do shit for fun. I mess with parlays, yeah, you know, like Calvin Ridley did, but, you know, it's barely March, and I'm up $81,000 on sports betting, right? Thanks to the motherfucking Dust Brothers. Thanks to, to the captain's picks, to our team, you know, who fucking crushed it this week, right? Shit goes up and down with gambling and sports, right? I don't cash out until December either, though. I don't, I don't even fucking, tr- I just leave it in there. But again, that's just my opinion. I just thought it was just fucking crazy that you got motherfuckers who are beating up women, beating up physically hurting people and shit. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, you get two-game suspension, boom. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, no big deal. Motherfuckers has murdered people here. And that was just crazy, man. But I went to Calvin Ridley's IG, went to his Twitter. He tweeted out some shit around with that. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Dude follows me. Then I went to his Instagram page and he follows me. So it's like, he follows me on both motherfuckers, right? Like, that ain't no accident. And, you know, I hope they figure something out, man. It's kind of fucked up. And it's just, that's just, nah, man. You can't give old boy who beat the shit out of his girl you know, whatever, suspend, and then give this dude a harder one? I don't know, man. Now, I know we had an entire episode about my Seahawks. It was a semi-emergency podcast. But what I didn't do, which is fucking terrible, which I don't know why the fuck we didn't, because we're just ranting on shit. And, you know, that was a spur-of-the-moment thing. I was like, I'm going to do an emergency podcast. Now I'm too mad. Fuck, I chipped my tooth. I was upset. Boom. And then we end up doing it at nighttime, kind of late. I wanted to make sure Scott Ferranda could jump on with me too. What I didn't do 
was I didn't thank Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson for giving me, the 12s, all of Seattle, all the Seahawks fans, 10 excellent years of professional football. They gave their fucking heart a decade, right? Think about what Russell was when he came over to Seattle for the first time. You know, he didn't have Sierra. He had his shit and just shit just changed, right? But I thought about my cousin. I thought about my first time going there 12 years ago. Just thought about, I mean, though they didn't play there then, you know, we had Hasselback, but it was, you know, I really reflected on both guys' careers, uh, you know, thus far. And that shit almost caused some tears, right? You know, n- never was I sad, like, oh my God, what were we going to do? That, that, that ain't me, right? I didn't lose my shit like, oh, fuck, what the fuck's going to happen now? I was mad, you know, because the trade sucked. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, well, you know, I'm worried about that. Like, like, nah, I'm mad at Pete and John. It's some stupid ass shit. This little fucking science project they got going on. Like, it's fucking like some, some little school shit. I'm at a fucking Jody Allen for like, you know what I'm saying? Because Paul Allen would have did this shit. He had figured some shit out. I'm not mad at these little dumbass Niners pages that went up and tagged me in all the little dumbass corny ass posts. Like, that shit actually cracked me up. Like, yo, you guys realize you ain't got no motherfucking quarterback. Because Trey Day, Trey Lance, he, dog. I don't think that shit gonna happen. Cause I might fuck around and take Drew Locke before I take Trey Lance. Okay? You ain't got no QB. Without a QB, your team ain't doing shit. Listen, and I know Miles is probably like, fuck, cringing right now. We swept y'all last year. Do you understand? In the last 10 years, we have beat the Niners over 90% of the time. Get the fuck out of here. Die slow, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, let me stop that because we're trying to be positive here. B-Wags was the captain of our defense. From what I hear from other players on the Seahawks, right, he was more like the actual captain of the entire team. All right, And what I'm sad about is after that huge trade announcement of Russell Wilson, right, they throw that Bobby shit out there. You know, the punk-ass motherfuckers that fucking... I know Woj didn't do it. I hate, I hate that Woj bomb, dude, right? And Adam put it out there and was like, oh, Bobby is getting cut, you know, by the Seahawks. Boom. It's like, yo, putting that out there, it made Bobby's shit get overlooked. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Even though it was a big deal, obviously. And, but And, you know, still, a majority of sports fans were on it. But it's like, yo, don't put that shit with fucking Russell's trade because... Russ was on some shit, like maybe, you know, finally, like, oh, they see the Aaron Rodgers shit, let's put this out. Like, I don't know, it's just weird. All this fucking jumping the gun with sports reporting, this, oh, maybe first to, to announce the news. It's like, dog, what the fuck? Is it TMZ? It, like, it's all becoming like weird gossip shit. It actually happened before the actual fucking official Seahawks announcement, which is corny as fuck. They didn't even actually make an official announcement until yesterday for Bobby Wagner. Right? Why not leak the shit the day of instead of giving him some, you know, like this bullshit going away? Now, in regards to the whole situation with Bobby Wagner, like Scott said, you know, on on the last episode, our Seahawks correspondent, Scott Ferranda, he's like, yo, we could have traded him, got something, right? At least got a fifth round pick. No, dog, no. You want to know why why the Seahawks cut him? They did add, add, you know, to be decent people even though they suck. 
One, we didn't want to fucking pay him the 20 million this year he was supposed to get, which was getting like 16 or whatever, right? We cut him, or Pete and them cut him because they want him to be able to go to any team that he wants to go to, not trade him like the fucking to Jacksonville or some other fucking team that he may not fucking like. He's able to go wherever he wants. And, you know, he's going to get picked up and he's going to do well. You know, pray to God he's going to go to the fucking Cowboys with fucking Michael Parsons and other dude. But look, I hope wherever he does go, I hope we play them and I hope he fucks us up. Because this rebuild is so fucking stupid because before a couple days ago, we're always close to winning a lot. We got a real squad, just a coach that can't figure shit out. Now, what's sad is, and I'm not sitting here spilling tea or nothing, I highly doubt my bro Quandre is going to resign with us, right? It wouldn't even make any sense for him to fucking sign with the Seahawks. If he does, God bless him, right? But like DJ Reed, other people, like fuck, I don't give a fuck about Gerald Everett. He can fucking go to hell, whatever. But it's going to be a real shitty five years coming up for Seahawks fans. And it's what it is, man. Take that shit on the chin. My life is great. You know, that'll be bummer, but it's like, my life is great. Some people, that's all they got. That's all they have are those Sundays and sometimes Mondays, right? But unless we pick up like Deshaun Watson or someone top tier at the QB, I don't want to hear Gardner motherfucking Minshew's name, right? Unless we can draft another Mac Jones, then maybe, you know, we'll fuck around and win seven, eight, ten games, whatever. It's doubtful though. You know, um, I don't remember anybody in this draft class right now in the 2022 NFL draft that's going to, you know, is a Joe Burrow or whatever. Now, as for Russ, it still just doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, that's the thing that bothers me when things don't make sense, right? I mean, it's so weird. He owns so much in Seattle. Like I said before, right? He could run for, he could have ran for fucking governor, for mayor. I don't know. I'm not talking about real estate. <laughs> you know, he's got schools, he owns a pro sports team. It's just sad, man. You know, I'm sad he got cheated at a fucking Super Bowl win, right? He should have two rings right now. And now, what's crazy is we don't have anybody left from that original Super Bowl team. Like, don't talk, fuck Pete fucking uh, uh, Carroll. Oh, no, you know what? We got Mayawa, right? We got Benson Mayawa, who's actually a fucking LA native. I just, I don't know, man. It's an end of an era. Wanted to pay my respect. Again, thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Russ. Fuck you, Pete Carroll, you old piece of shit, motherfucking gray-haired, wrinkled balls motherfucker. Uh, Lakers? Nah, I wrote down, look, no, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to save you guys the rant on that. There's no way we make the fucking play in. Fucking, this is terrible. Um, What else happened yesterday? Um, Got my veneer fixed. As you guys know, I was I was in a fucking bad mood when I found all that news. I was with my wife. Cracked my fucking tooth right out. It's expensive fucking, you know, stupid mistake. But thank you to Dr. Amir Wahab in Beverly Hills. He is no doubt the best cosmetic dentist in the game. Um, and after I got my tooth fixed, right, after I got my veneer replaced, I was fiending for like a legit Italian deli sandwich. And, you know, there's a couple little small spots that, you know, I, I've been to here and there. There's like this one little spot I went to. And um, I've been to Mario's and Glendale's, Dave's and Eagle Rock and all that shit. Dave's gone, by the way. But there's like a couple spots. Just There's that one feel. 
You know, when you go to New York, they're everywhere. And Mario's and Glendale ain't the same. Ever since the pandemic, I don't know what's going on. It just ain't as fire. Bay Cities is really good. It's been really good. Been around for a long time. But it's Santa Monica. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you. It ain't that good. Right? It ain't like motherfucking, you know, like Dong El Jong. If Dong El Jong opened up in fucking Pomona, please believe I'm going over there to get some roscoe and some fucking kimchi pokembop. All right? But a couple people hit me up, DM me, sent me some tweets, whatever, about this mom and pop spot in Burbank, California called Original Tony's Italian Sandwiches. And it's just a no-frill spot. It's literally a fucking deli with shit. There's like the very tiny area we could order. There's like a, a fridge with some drinks in there. Then there's a soda machine. Then there's a menu. It's just, look, no frills. Fire submarine sandwiches. The sand- I ordered three sandwiches from that bitch. The fucking famous Italian. I got this roast beef sandwich. It was fucking on fire. That motherfucker had bread inside. This shit was crazy. Three tiers. Look. The sandwich I had was definitely better than Bay City's. That's saying a whole lot. All right. Anyways, guys, um, we are planning a live podcast, uh, live podcast shows. I want to say tour because unless we got like fucking seven, eight dates, you know, um, we are going to fuck around with that. You know, not a whole lot of cities. We're not fucking hitting 40 states, whatever. But I mean, just yet, we don't know, right? But we're going to definitely hit the major metropolitan areas, right? I want to hit, obviously, LA, maybe San Diego. Cali, I want to hit everything. I want to hit San Diego, LA, SF, maybe the East Bay, obviously Los Angeles. Um, You know, would it hit Seattle? I don't know. Possibly Chicago, but like, you know, Miami, New York, things like that. You know, any major metropolitan area, I definitely want to hit. And again, yes, video is coming soon. We'll probably record video at those shows. Look, the Dust Brothers, remember, they produce like fucking eight podcasts right now. So there's always, be there's they do three or four video shows. It's just different with my situation. And I'm not gonna, gonna elaborate on that. Side note for my blockchain holders, um, we are making real, actual gold chains, right? For the top BBDTBC blockchain NFT holders. And if you are one of those, and you're one of the ones in the upper tier, the utility for that is going to be you will get free admission to any BTB live show. Any meet and greet that I do, any kind of public appearance that I do, you guys are more than welcome to pull up and not just get the VIP. If I'm selling merch at any places, you know what I'm saying? At like those things, you definitely got a fucking, a, you know, a merch item for free. You get to go ahead and bypass the $100, $200 ticket price, whatever the fuck it is. Any meet and greet I come, come through. And that's for life. Okay, you show me a motherfucking, oh, you're open C and you currently have a fucking blockchain, boom, you're in there, all right? Especially if you're a gem holder and all that shit and you actually have blockchains, the chain chains. Anyways, sidebar, I know on the last episode, not the semi-emergency last episode, I had said some shit about Joseph Sikora and I was kind of like over whatever with Search. Look, Search came through, connected me with Joseph Sikora's brother. Joseph Sikora is Tommy from Power. Right. And now PowerBook 4 Force. Right. Look, I spoke to his brother. We talked for like 40 minutes. Tommy, aka Tommy from Power, Joseph Sakura, whatever the fuck you want to call it, he is with the shits. He's with it. He doesn't do a lot of fucking podcasts or press. 
He is down. He wants to come on. I didn't know he's on motherfucking, um, Jesus Christ, Ozarks. He's on Ozarks right now. I'm going to start watching it again because I stopped watching it. I haven't watched the last two seasons. But again, he's going to come on BTB. I'm excited. Uh, I am going to be in New York City in a couple weeks. So, you know, I'm going to definitely get Greg Yuna on the show because it's been a while. I don't, I don't want to do this shit over the phone. We're going to do it on, you know, in person. I'm excited about that. I got my boy, Steven Victor, you know, the former manager and executive producer of Pop Smoke. He, he's going to come on. He's had crazy success story. He has a collaboration. Well, I'm sorry. He's executive produced and put out Nigo's album. Yes, Nigo from Bathing Ape. So I might even get Nigo to do a shout out or something on the show. I mean, he doesn't speak English, so I don't know. But guys, that is all for today. Uh, much love. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. Right? Take it fucking easy. Suck it easy. All that. Uh, if you guys can, wish my boy Jordan Winter of the Dust Brothers a fast recovery. Um, he's got the stomach bug. So show him some love. If you don't know what his, his Instagram page is, it's Jordan Winter, I think DBP, DBP or something like that. You know what though? Go to the BTB IG. Go to the Ben Baller Pod IG page. He's the one who's running the page. Send him a message there. It's all good. All right, y'all. We are out of here. Yo, Lakey Lake, take us to the crib. Peace. Peace.